0: We have the pleasure of being with two wonderful families. Uh, I'd like to introduce Mrs. Vera Lewis Spinks and her daughter, Kylie, and also Mrs. Matissa Moore and her daughter, Kirsten. And I hope I said that correct. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the Alabama Special Needs Parent Support Group and the impact and importance of families helping families. And at this time, I'd like to hand it back over. Uh, Mrs. Spinks, if you and your daughter would introduce yourselves.
1: Hi, good morning. Almost afternoon, everyone. Um, Yep, so um, I'll first introduce, you wanna go first? Do you want help? Help, okay. This is Kylie. Um, Kylie is just weeks away from being 19 years old. Um, And my name is Vera, um, as Alex said, and we live in Wilcox County, Alabama. So rural Alabama, Um, she is actually a twin to her twin sister. Yep, she just said it, Adeline. <laughs> and she has a baby brother. He's not Ooh. so baby anymore, is he? But always baby brother who's six years old and his <laughs> name is, <laughs> is Zan. Um, and Kylie, um, yeah, Kylie and Adlin were born premature. Um, they were born at 26 weeks and Kylie has complex medical needs due to her prematurity. So it's a list, but we'll just name a few. Cerebral palsy, hydrocephalus. Um, she has a feeding tube. Um, she has seizure disorder, but you love to dance, right? and you like music and <laughs> you really want a job, but dang, COVID has really messed up a lot of that stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's been crazy anyway, navigating.
2: So a little bit about us.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'd like to hand it over, Mrs. Moore, if you would to introduce uh, your family as well.
2: OK, yes, um, I'm Matissa. This is my daughter, Kirsten. Um, Vera and I like to say that her and Callie are twins because they are both weeks away from turning 19. Um, Kirsten's birthday is December 17th. Um, we live in Lowndes County, rural Alabama, not too far from Vera. Hope to, to meet up with them one day and hang out soon. Um, Kirsten is also diagnosed with cerebral palsy. She has um, a seizure disorder, epilepsy. Um, Kirsten liked to shop at Target and hang out and go to the movies, but like Vera said, all that has been postponed a little because of COVID. But um, we just enjoy life, enjoy hanging out. Um, we both work with Family Voices of Alabama. We met a few years ago at a Alabama Angels event. Um, just kind of hanging out there at the, um, the pageant and walked up to Vera's table and started talking. And we've been friends since then, not knowing that we would be on similar journeys with our girls, but uh, it's been, we've been, we were put together for a reason and I'm thankful for that. So just looking forward to chatting with you all today.
0: Yeah, I'm blessed that you guys had the opportunity to meet as well. Um, And uh, it's kind of hard to meet people right now, especially with this COVID, there's no conferences going on, there's really no programs, so it's tough and, um, you know, grateful we're able to do this over Zoom today. If you wouldn't mind, uh, well, let's take a step back. Um, Let's talk about the Alabama Special Needs Parents Support Group. And um, what was the idea behind that and kind of your guys' journey in that? Um, And we'll go in in the same order. Mrs. Spinks, if you would start, and then we'll go Mrs. Moore.
1: So mine will start just a little bit before the page was started, Um, and it came, um, you know, of course, we both work for Family Voices of Alabama, which is our family-to-family health information center, providing support and resources to families and the professionals that serve them um, with individuals with disabilities, and so um, as Matissa already mentioned, you know, we are we may work together, but we were friends long before, you know, we became co-workers, and we are always working together, and, but especially in times when we see that there's not only a need that we're having as families, because if we're having it as a, you know, as a parent, then there are going to be other parents that are having the same issue, and it came during COVID, and I remember finding out um, that there was a shortage of, feeding bags. And Matissa yeah. was affected by this, where she was not getting feeding bags for her daughter, um, for Kirsten. Nutrition, she needs it. And so, um, so we realized during that time that if we're sitting here brainstorming, how can we meet our needs? How can we reuse? How can we make videos to share that there are other people that are needing to connect during this time of quarantine? And so I'm going to flip it now to Matissa, who... the next
2: step okay yeah um that day i remember it clearly it was march 18th Vera and i were texting about meds and she was telling me that she had heard about that maybe abuterol shortages and she was like get kirsten's abuterol field and um so i was telling her that i had called to order her medical supplies and they were saying that the feeding bags would be short and we would probably have to reuse for a while but um my sister overheard me texting with Vera, and I was telling her that the feeding bags were short. So she was like, I'm gonna see, can I find some? So one of my sisters ordered Kirsten a box of the bags at $150 and had them sent to my house. And I was like, there's no way I could afford that, you know, just to buy them to, to keep going. So, um, but I was thankful that she ordered those and had them sent to the house. And I told Vera, I was like, you know, I don't think, I know we're not the only ones, you know, experiencing shortages on meds, um, the bags, or even some other medical supplies. So I was like, I'm going to start a, um, a Facebook group and I'll make you an admin. I said, and we can just add some of the parents we've met at conferences and some of our friends and just be from there. And so we can have a a space to, to talk and see who's experiencing shortages. And that blossomed, the group just started growing, and people started coming in and sharing that they had supplies. And if you needed some, we can meet here and we can exchange no charge. And some was like, you know, I have equipment that I can share with other families. So it just kind of built from there. From us texting March 18th at 12 o'clock, I told Vera, I was like, I'm going to start this Facebook group so we can, can talk with other yeah. families and the state yeah. that we may have met while we've been working with Family Voices. So I think that's amazing. Um,
0: I, I've heard a lot in the past about um, kind of the state and admin saying we need to come together as a community. You can't always go and say, you know, these are the problems. Uh, we need more money for these things. We need to also come together as a community. And the way that you guys come together and, and you said exchange uh, resources there, you guys set this page up March 18th. Uh, And what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen so that everybody watching can see it. Um, Let me hope, hopefully this goes here. Can you guys see that? Yes. Okay. So this is the Facebook page um, that these ladies put together. And I have to say since March 18th, it has has exploded. Um, The amount of people on here that are helping, that are getting together, that are offering you know, ideas or, you know, resources. I, I saw on here the other day, it was like, you know, we have this uh, chair. Does anybody, could anybody use it? Or does anybody have this type of resource? And you look at the comments, the community is so engaged uh, in a lot of these posts. Um, you know, here, here's a chair and a bed and, and right under here. Uh, We have great example of families coming together to help out. So anybody that's watching, I would really recommend searching Facebook for the Alabama Special Needs Parent Support Group and following this page, getting involved in this community. Um, You have two people uh, that are admins that know exactly uh, what you're going through. And I think that's a really big thing there uh, is that personal experience. I would like to ask, why Facebook? Why not YouTube or some other platform?
1: Um, well, I I think we utilize even though our main platform for the group is Facebook, we utilize many other platforms by sharing where like Matissa is the is an admin on our family. I mean, um, yeah, Family Voices of Alabama, um, Instagram uh Pinterest, uh Facebook, and Kylie and I have a YouTube channel where um hey. one of those things was making hmm. a video of how to reuse your feeding bags um to get the most out of them, you know, and sharing that. Um and you know a few other things. So I think, you know, right now our main way of having people join is by Facebook, but we utilize those other platforms and share them to Facebook. And I guess probably because that's our generation. We're in our 40s. And, you know, Facebook is, uh, um, but it's still, it's still a place that people go to. I mean, Facebook is still a very active, obviously, you're utilizing Facebook to live stream, you know, now, um, it's still a very good platform. And we have a capability of making it, um, Matisa, uh, set up the page so that it could be a, um, a group where people can join and it's private um and so it's a little more secure than you you feel safer posting there and posting your questions um and you know who's there there we we do a very good job of making sure that people answer those questions um and give us the information that we know we're letting safe people in to the group we're it's a vulnerable population we're all vulnerable
0: right (laughs) so yeah no i think that's great Mrs. Moore, go ahead if you'd like to.
2: Experience. Yeah, I just wanted to add to that. Yeah, with the the questions that Vera was talking about, we wanted to make sure that we were getting the families that we service that are in Alabama. They have to be a parent or a caregiver to a child with um, special health care needs. So we wanted to make sure that it was like she said a safe space for for our friends and our families, you know, to come in and and to share those inf- that information like resources if they have any. Um, they had questions or even if we hope it's a safe enough space so that even if they're feeling stressed they can come in and say that like sometimes we'll just post questions or post a little meme like you know don't forget to take care of yourself um and it's okay you know to to just joke around and just remember to be you too you know we want to make sure they that they were safe to to bent and to share
0: uh, that's very important I'm very I think the um Having that community of supports there with you, uh, being able to get together with people. And you guys said that a lot of the, uh, most of the questions that are posted, there's almost always a response within you know, a day, I would say. And you guys do a very good job of that. Someone has a very specific question, uh, you'll see an admin responding to that or somebody from the group uh, responding to that. So I think it's a great space, especially right now uh, during this COVID and kind of, I don't want to say lockdown, but kind of pandemic thing. Um, where if you need something specific as a parent as a family, this is a great place to post that question and connect with people. Um, and I think you guys hit it on the head with Facebook too. We use Facebook a lot. Um, and when I think about this space, uh, I think about YouTube as learning. Like if I'm going to learn, um, you know, something about streaming, I may go to to YouTube and watch a tutorial. But when I think about family, I think about Facebook. Um, I got all my. Well, that's where I share my photos with my family. That's where When I open Facebook, I expect to see friends and family, uh, not learning. So I I think you guys kind of hit it on the head there.
1: A community, right? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I didn't know that you guys also had additional resources on Instagram. So I'm going to have to check that out uh, in the YouTube stuff as well. Um, I have a question. What age, uh, what is the average age, um, would you say, of your community on the Facebook page?
2: um there it's a big age range but most of our group so far I looked it up the largest part of our group is ages 35 to 44 so our age group the second largest is 45 to 54
1: wow
2: yeah
0: yeah uh, oh that's amazing facebook is so good with giving you that type of stuff yeah um we noticed the same thing on alabama care as well okay uh, so the 35 to kind of 55 are the two mm-hmm. major uh, things there. Um, I would like to go through chat really quick and just acknowledge some of the uh, comments we're getting. Sarah Williams says, hi, Kylie and Vera. Kim Spangler, Kylie loves the spotlight. Sarah Williams, she makes me incredibly happy. Regina Moore, three hearts. A couple um, more hearts in the chat
2: as well. Okay, it's my sister, Regina. <laughs> hi, um, Regina, she's watching you. Sarah. <laughs> And how many
0: members?
1: Our youth consultant at Children's Rehabilitation Service, Um, Sarah Williams, is so. Hi, Sarah.
0: (laughs) And uh, Sarah, I'd like to give a shout out. We are we're talking about doing a broadcast as well um, in December. So kind of doing it with a younger audience. I feel like I'm disconnected. I feel like as I get older, I don't know these hip words. I don't know what's going on. These kids they talk in like all these cool words. I'm like, is that good or bad? Um, and I think there's a, a community there that, that can connect over Facebook Live like this, and so we're gonna be doing some things like that in December. Um, and uh, how many members are uh, on your Facebook page?
2: I didn't check this morning before um, I got on. No, Vera checked, but when I was um, on the November nineteenth, when I last looked, it was um, five sixty four. Yeah, and no, that, I'm sorry, 546. It. So I think we've grown a lot since, since I wrote that down. Um,
0: and that's only in a few months, you guys have really exploded on the scene. And I think that speaks to the core of uh, the necessity of the service you guys are providing in the community. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, now, are you guys looking to grow this uh, kind of outside, maybe do some get togethers out after the quarantine after the pandemic? Or what
2: does that look like kind of moving forward? I hope so. Um, We work with, uh, as we said, we work with Family Voices of Alabama. So we um, usually host a um, Partners in Care Summit in Prattville at the uh, Marriott there. So hopefully um, once things are safe again at our conference, we can have some of our parents or even hopefully all of them to attend that um, usually two-day conference. And There's um, family events there, um, Mm -hmm. sessions that we um, meet. And that's where we, it's like a family reunion there every year. Sometimes we meet people that we haven't seen from one year to the next. So hopefully that will be a a space for these families to come meet other families in person and um, providers and grow their their networks like we have. Mm -hmm.
0: I think that would be great. And are you guys doing um, kind of live events as well? Like uh, call-ins or anything like that?
2: We are starting to work on that. Hopefully we can can get that rolling soon. I'm trying to shout you
0: guys out. I want people to know that they can connect with you in any which way.
2: Okay. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah we would love to, hey, we might need you to do some tutorials to tell us how we can link this Zoom live exactly. to our Facebook live because we do have an account we can utilize um, for Zoom through Family Voices of Alabama um, that we just started because I think a lot of us really had to embrace technology you know, and different platforms um, when we all started working remotely. Um, And so we've seen it has, whereas we really do like to meet in person. That's just our nature. That's how God designed us, right? Um, But I do think that, you know, we really do want to start offering more of that where Matisa and I have that opportunity quite often with a lot of the work groups and things that we're on um, for, you know, things throughout the state and and nationally. Um, But we would like to start doing that and using that for, you know, on our our Zoom. But we do have one that's coming up, we would like to mention. Um, It's gonna be um, hosted by the Parent Consultants um, Also, the Family Voices staff will also be on the call also, but it's a Zoom offered for families. Um, The link is actually on the, been shared on the Facebook page. Um, It's called a Family Connect and it's going to be, a learning session with Brittany Huey from um, Alabama Lifespan Respite. Um, And any family in the state of Alabama, caregiver can join that. And so that'd be a great opportunity where, and again, it's always not just us, it's always different ways that you can connect families. And so that's just one way, you know, Matissa and many of us parent, you know, to parent supports and family to family do.
0: Yeah, I'm excited that you guys are doing that. I saw that link. Um, I would like to ask, uh, since the creation of the Facebook page, and I know you guys have been very involved in the community, um, but what is something that has uh, surprised you or that you didn't think that you'd find on the Facebook page? Something new that came about, you're like, hmm, that's, it, that's interesting.
1: Um, I don't know if this is the exact question you're asking but this is how I'm interpreting it um there was a question um a I think it was Miss Jennifer Terry um posted it about utilizing your funds um through your um either living at home waiver or your ID waiver and I had never like had that question before and so I don't have an answer but I'm looking at the comments trying to you know determine that so that was one of those questions um, here recently um, that I wasn't familiar with, um, but that's just how I'm interpreting that. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, no, I didn't, know. that's exactly what I was looking for. Is there anything that kind of caught you off guard that you're learning about as well? Ms. Moore, is there anything that comes to mind for you?
2: Um, not exactly, but I um, what I've been amazed about is with the group is that um, even though I knew that there were families in the state dealing with some of the similar things that I am with um, raising my daughter. Um, It's just further highlighted that, you know, that the journey, it may seem a little tough, but it's not so, so different. And then just having someone to talk to and bounce ideas off of that kind of helps to make it not as stressful. And, you know, so it's just I guess, being surprised at the the supportive nature of our group, so.
0: I would really say that as well, and I'd stress that. It's not always you guys that are providing answers. So it's not like someone's calling you and you're talking to them on the phone, giving them one-on-one answers. And I think that's really cool because the answer that, that is provided could help a lot of different people. And, and like I said, it's not just you two answering these questions. There's a lot of people answering these questions, which kind of reduces your workload and your stress there. As I know you two do a lot, but there's only so much time that you can give. You have family at home. You know, you have, you have to take care of yourself, too. Um, and so I think that you guys have that community that's really supportive. <laughs> it's amazing to me. You guys, you guys are going to blow past uh, the amount of followers that we have. We've been on Facebook for almost two and a half years. You guys have been on for a couple of months. This is amazing to me. I'm trying to learn tips.
1: (laughs) Hey, We're just thankful for you, Alex. I mean, I can't tell you how many broadcasts you've done. Um, Hey, I even got a text from Sarah the other day saying, hey, are you watching this broadcast with, um, it was about election, you know, and voting and and things, uh, those with disabilities voting. And so, yeah, we're just thankful how you're sharing broadly um, many, many resources. Um, Yeah.
0: Well, that's what we're here for. So we hope everybody utilizes it. um, And um, we're, we're loving to continue this year. Um, I have a question that uh, would be for somebody that was maybe five years your junior. um, That, uh, what would you say to them? What would be some advice for them?
2: This is a tough one. Mrs. Um, Moore, go ahead. Okay, I'll start. Um, Just um, five years, five years ago was an interesting time for me. Um, with Kirsten, she had just had a uh, major surgery and had spent a month at Children's. So we, um, I would just say, just wherever they are in their journey, cause they may just have a newly diagnosed child, maybe a baby or an older child that just got diagnosed. Just just remember that your child is more than a diagnosis. Um, your child is your child, you are, gonna do good you're gonna do the best that you can for your child and if you feel like you don't know which way to turn our group is a a place find someone that you can talk to that's um supportive of you um and just just love your child for who they are that's my advice
0: i think that was great (laughs)
1: Does this question Matissa, sometimes at different seasons in your life, it hits a little bit different?
2: It does, uh-huh. <laughs> it, it does. Like,
1: I don't know, your head starts <laughs> to spin almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 matches you, your head spins sometimes? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Headaches, <laughs> so. Um, so uh, this is how, okay, we, we joked in the beginning that Kylie and Kirsten are twins. They really are, and they like to, um, what we like to say is um, get a little bossy or cut up or be a little diva um, around the same time and or very close, one may go before the other. And that, when I'm saying that I'm meaning when they get sick. And so five years ago, Kylie also, was coming out of um, a very long stay with lots of neurosurgeries um, and there at Children's and it had been a while for us since she had been that sick. Yeah. So you get into that, like, um, especially for those of us where our, we, our kids were born with their disability. So it's been since birth. So it's yeah. not something that happened later in life. Um, those bring their own, you know, sets of things, but, um, I can remember it being a while and I had gotten in this just kind of, I don't know where I forget how I, how they cope with you know those times. What? And so if I'm talking to someone who is younger than me, I always want to, especially with us having young adults now, I remember those early years and being very, very, very in the moment and not thinking ahead to adulthood or life after high school or those things and so we are always setting goals right and so for me it would be to go back and really think about what's different opportunities mean so going out to a restaurant and I know things like oh, that are hard now or no. going and mm and meeting with friends or the play groups or the playground is all platform. She said, Mexican, she loves Mexican. We love Mexican. uh, (laughs) Um, But is that all of those things are laying the foundation for what you want in life. Not just what you want, you know, want for your child, but also what you want for yourself. You're it's it's the family and the child and the whole entire you know unit. Then and so really thinking about that, what you want um, and where you want to go and what those positive you know. I always say it because it comes from the life course framework. But am I boring? I am. I know the the life course trajectory, you know, and that vision of a good life. And I think that vision, it's okay if that changes too. Kylie had a really, really tough year last year. She had 21 brain surgeries in 2019. So I'm about to be able to say she had none in 2020, as crazy as 2020 has been. I know. Um, Kylie and Kirsten were even in the hospital at the same time, different times last year. And we leaned on each other and visited and our nurses knew that we were friends. It was really funny. Um, But that it's okay if something in life happens and it changes that trajectory that you weren't planning for. So Kylie's health has changed things big time for her. Yet we grieved for a moment, but then we regrouped and we do that by really leaning on those people around us too, that will just listen, um, be an ear. And so I guess that's my, my advice is to plan for the life you want. Shoot big dream. I mean, don't let those scans and those things that they sell tell you that they won't do. She just told you Mexican. They said that she would never do any of this. Right. And so, um, mm-hmm. be proactive instead of reactive and, um, choose joy.
0: And, and know that the the lows are never as low as you think they are. And the highs are never as high as you think they are. Uh, So it'll go. Um, And kind of uh, on the opposite direction of that, what question do you both have now that you think someone five years, your senior could help you with, or what question would you pose to the Alabama special needs parent support group? Is there anything that comes to mind there? Uh, I'll
2: go ahead. Okay. Go go ahead, ahead.
1: Matissa.
2: No, I was just going to say, as they're both um, about to turn 19 in a few weeks, um, entering adulthood, um, I got some paperwork from Children's the other day when we were there for a visit saying that it's time to start thinking about transitioning to adult health care so just all of the um that would be my question for parents that have young adults you know children that are over 19 like the steps that they took on um transitioning with their child from pediatrics to adult health and just adult things you know just their steps
0: Um, I would like to say that I just came across a new program that's coming through UAB. Um, I don't know if it's directly under UCEDD. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but it's bridging that gap from pediatrics to adult. Um, I, from my understanding, there was something where at a certain age, you know, you couldn't go to pediatrics, um, and then there was like, uh, you know, 10 doctors, and it was hard to go to all of them. So there's this new program they're coming out with to help bridge that gap. Um but I think that's coming out this, this year and we're gonna do a broadcast on it uh, in the next month or two. So I hope that answers, will help answer that question. Uh, Mrs. Sphinx, is there anything that comes to mind for you?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so it's along the same lines. Cause again, different, we're in the same seasons um, and we've been texting about it. Um, yeah. But um, for us, we, um, you know, to be able to help support Kylie in decisions such as health um, decisions, financial decisions, um, all of those other things, there are different um, platforms and ways to do that. You know, you hear people talk about um, power of attorney or guardianship. Um, We know for us, the decision is that we do not want to do guardianship. As you've seen, Kylie has lots of things she likes and doesn't like, and I don't want to take away, she has the ability to share her wants and and needs, and so I don't want to be the one that has to make those decisions for her, like, so if she doesn't want to eat, I don't know, steak and potatoes tomorrow night, she can have Mexican if she wants to, you know, she gets to make that decision, so um, I know that sounds like, oh, what she eats, how's that relate to health decisions? It, it's it's big time, because she is really driving her health decisions right now in um, ways that she says she doesn't want any more surgeries. Surgery is the only way to continue to treat her diagnoses. Um, and, I agree with her. I wouldn't want 21 more surgeries when each one, we're very thankful for her doctors. If they tune in and they see this, I don't regret anything last year. But um, I think it is great to listen to the voice of the self-advocate and the patient. And so I would want to know, how do you set up least restrictive or less restrictive um, types of supported decision making? um, And make sure you've got all the right ones. So um, that would be one question there that I had um, for those powers of attorneys and which ones we needed uh, that would go into play when we needed them. Um, and then there was one more thing that I just thought of Kylie. Um, maybe from some of the, the older ones, maybe when they, they're, um, they're young adult or even younger kids, when you started seeing those changes you know and them really not, it's a difference in saying, I don't wanna get this shot, right? Or I don't wanna to go to the doctor today or have my blood pressure taken. When you have a complex medical condition, there's a lot. So maybe how parents who encountered changing that trajectory again of where you're intervening, intervening, where you're doing some more things at home for comfort, how do they um, How did they emotionally go through that? Um, and, and things. So that would be my, my question. I'm sure there's been many that watch this that oh, have gone cool. through that. But, um, you know, I know my strength and hope is in Christ, but, you know, just how you navigate those changes as a family.
0: I appreciate you both sharing that. That's um, something, you know, very family oriented. And uh, we'll try and see if we can get a specific broadcast on for each one of those questions uh, and maybe share that back, say, <clears throat> and have you guys join for part of that, uh, whatever that looks like. Um, I think you said something really cool. Both of you is the, um, you know, the decision-making for your daughters and, you know, what do you want to eat that night or what what do you want? Uh, And I think that's really important because that's a building block. And, you know, from way before this, they were a lot younger, but it gives them confidence in their decisions. They don't always have to look to somebody to say yes or no. Uh, And so I think what you guys are doing is, is helping, um, you know, them in long-term. So if you're not there, uh, they have more of a voice for themselves. So I, I, pr- I applaud you guys for doing that. Um, well, as we kind of make through our questions here and, and kind of come to a close today, uh, I'd like to open it up and see, is there anything that we really haven't talked about that you guys think is very important for the community to hear um, and you think they would come away learning something from?
2: I would just go back to find um, someone to connect with, another parent that can truly say that they understand what you're going through um, and someone that you can talk to. Like um, Vera and I text sometimes late at night, early in the mornings. We just bounce questions off of each other. um, Because like we said, our daughters are on very similar trajectories. So we um, just find someone that you, can talk to. That's the the main thing, most important thing, to me. Just having supports all around. I have my sisters um around nearby. They're very supportive too. Um, but you know they understand from helping me with Kirsten, what I'm dealing with, and they help to give breaks and everything sometimes. But also another parent, um, to talk to. That has a child with a special health care need is is very important for me. I
1: guess because it's something um, I'm we are going through right now. Some people may watch this and not even know, and you know what? That's okay. Um, but I think that there needs to be um, some type of a broadcast done that talks about. Um, hospice services, because I know that myself, um, because we, and let me back up, um, at Children's of Alabama, we actually were introduced to something called palliative care. And so the palliative, so maybe even a joint broadcast, you know, with palliative and hospice and home health, and those different things. Um, But um, palliative um, care uh, really focuses on make comfort and also bridging that gap to make sure that all of the the specialties are working towards that same goal um, and it really helps when you have complex cases um uh, or any case you know but a lot of times you'll be referred to them but palliative um when things started getting a little bit more challenging with kylie uh they introduced the thought of hospice um, and of course at first we turned it down because we what do you think when you think hospice alex
0: um my grandfather um He went into hospice and I, I think he had a week left at that point and he passed away within that week.
1: Right. And so a lot of times it was explained to me where you think about hospice, you think about it prolonging life actually sometimes. And so, um, and so with Kylie not wanting surgeries, then how do we help her be comfortable And we can't do that at home without going to the hospital and then, you know, it takes. So anyway, um, I would just like maybe an explanation of some of those different types of, because I know on a national level, we are talking about, uh, and Matissa has heard this too, about palliative care. And um, I think it's maybe been something that's um, utilized broadly in other states, maybe in other um, systems of care. Um, And it's something that's not well known um, and maybe introduced sometimes too late. It should be introduced earlier in life to help um, bring comfort. And I'm not saying comfort to end life. I'm saying palliative really does improve quality of life for the individual and the family. And so maybe some type of broadcast that explains um, those different members of a care team. And they usually jump on all our telehealth visits or come to our appointments with us so that they're knowledgeable about decisions and they know what all the other doctors are doing too. So um, yeah. it's a really good good team and value add there. Um, uh, that's, a
0: new, that's a new one for me. So I will work on doing one of those. I'll, do, I'll work on getting a broadcast together for palliative kind of home hospice, hospice services. Um, and hopefully we can learn more and I'll reach out to you guys for questions that uh, you'd like asked. Before we do end here, I'd like to um, just go through chat. So, if anybody has any additional questions, um, Kim Spangler says uh, Would this group be interested in supporting a possible push for the return of partners in policymaking to our state? Now, I'm unfamiliar with uh, partners in policymaking. So, if you guys could give a little introduction to that.
2: Um, I am a graduate of partners in policymaking. Um, I went through that program in 2005. I think maybe 2006. Um, it is like a a statewide program that trained families, gave them information, resources on how to be an advocate. So I, um, I I would like to think that Family Voices is similar to that, but we don't do like legislative trainings on on all of that so much but um we give tips and resources on doing that but i think we can start talking about that in the group and maybe advocate for that to return to Alabama because it's needed because i think i was the last class to graduate from that program in 2006.
1: and i've seen the Mm. online version um after our last summit um that we were able to have in person um and gosh, what was she, what was she presenting on? I can't remember. My brain's gone blank. But partners in policymaking came up several times. And I went and joined the online version of being able to go through the, you know, partners in policy making and all of that. And I can say it's challenging to do it on your own because it's, there's a lot of material there and a lot of questions and, and answering. And I think that it would be better if we could get that group back together, even if it's virtually, um, to go through that program again, to once again bring up a generation of voices that knows how to really share the needs to impact policy and bring change.
2: Um,
0: When you get the policymaking, is that, um, you know, speaking with legislators and going to that level?
2: Yes. Cause um, that it gives you resources. We even went to the state house to um, meet with some of the legislatures and everything. So it um, it it was very valuable to go through this. So like Vera said, to to impact policies that are affecting our families, our children, they need to actually hear from families and not just do it on their own and assume that it's gonna work for for us and and we still have to advocate for changes. So, um, I didn't know that I program that. existed. I think that's great. There are
0: power in numbers and coming together as a community, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know even being one on one with the uh, legislators or group uh, with them. That's that's powerful stuff. So I'd love to see that happen. Uh, you know, again.
1: And you know, I always like to say too. Yes, policy happens. You know, at the you know the. the the national level legislative you know congress and all that but um it also happens at a very very local level too so think about the policies that are put in place even in businesses right now how have many of our families been impacted by some of the policies and procedures around covid and accessing health care right now and, you know, when are, were, are our voices, you know, at that table when they're thinking about maybe it sounds easy for one person, but they didn't have representation from someone else there, that it's really hard. I mean, I've sat here and prayed for my internet to work right <laughs> Good, for this call, um, you know, and phone calls, but just um, those, those policies. My husband had a surgery recently and he had to make multiple trips over two and a half hours away in that one week and take off because of the way that testing for COVID had to be done before the surgery and who could do it and who couldn't. And so I think about those people that maybe not have that. So policy happens even at the most small local level in your churches or your restaurants, you know, in different places. So yeah. still
0: need I like to. how you say that, putting representation there. Uh, I like that use of that phrase. <clears throat> um, Janie, Gable Curtis um, says, thank you for asking those questions. And I think uh, Mrs. Curtis is um, saying the, about the questions that you would ask five you years, five years your senior. Many of us are looking for those types of answers as well. Um, so right along there with you. And as we kind of come to a close here, I am going to share once again my screen. I'm not going to scroll down so we won't get into the content, but I would like everybody to see um, what the Facebook page looks like. Um, so you'll type in Alabama special needs parent support group and you will ask to join. And then I think you have to be led into the group. Like you guys said, um, by the administrators and they are tough cookies. Let me tell you. So you better give a good case. You're looking at them right now. Um, so just know you might not get accepted, but, um, yeah, you guys need to be on this. There's great community going on here. Great communication. And, uh, I am going to keep an eye on uh, how you guys continue to grow uh, and take some pointers from you guys. Um, And at this point, I'd just like to say thank you, everybody, for being on the call here with us today. Um, Hopefully, we'll do it again in the short future. And um, I wish you guys safe. What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving, if you don't mind me asking? I'm still up in the air about this.
1: Well, um, I'm still feeling a little nervous about it too because we are having Thanksgiving with family. But when you think about family, you start you think about you know your parents and then you have in laws, and so a lot of times for us, um, some of the family goes and has lunch earlier in the day with another part of their family, and then we have supper with our you know that family. So that's. a lot of different people when you think about it even though you know that night gathering is a smaller one you know so I don't know I'm trying not to trying to just think God's goodness and and grace and we'll wash our hands and six feet apart and be careful
2: (laughs) yes um same we're um I think I'm gonna we're more than likely gonna meet with my sister's Kirsten's aunts. Um, Try to keep it small as we have been doing and just keep our distance and maybe limit the time together and get on some FaceTime calls or Facebook groups or something and and chat like that. So we're gonna try to stay as safe as possible. Yeah, we're kind of doing the
0: same thing. It's, um, you know, we have about four of my family members that are in constant contact with each other so there's not going to be much difference there but we have um another four that one's coming from Auburn one's from Mobile uh, my mom and my brother um and then um my aunt uh, will be coming over with her caregiver and so and I have direct contact with them you know pretty much every day so I'm not too worried about that but we're going to do the same thing washing trying to keep social distance for that meal but um we're, we're going to get together. Uh, so as I think as long as we do be safe, we'll be okay.
1: And maybe pray for an unseasonably or seasonably for Alabama warm Thanksgiving oh. and we can be outside.
2: That be <laughs> so. Yeah, that too.
0: <laughs> yes. <clears throat> well, once again, thank you all for being here. And um, I'm going to go ahead and end the broadcast at this point. If you guys would just like to give a quick wave to the community and then we'll sign off.
2: Okay. Thank you all for joining us. See you guys. guys.